There's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Of course, uh, we are live, uh, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. 
Uh, also, again, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, digital platforms to take the show with you anywhere. NashFM1061.com, EricAsher.com, uh, our, uh, on the World Wide Web. And, of course, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. So glad that you're there uh, to enjoy the program. Of course, uh, looking forward to our show today, which is brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. Don't forget about our podcast. It's everywhere. Anchors our home base for an all-podcasting platform. Just search Inside New Orleans Show on um, your favorite podcasting platform, and you'll be able to find the show pretty easily. Also, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports uh, this evening, we had our live broadcast this afternoon at 1 o'clock on WLAE-TV, also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. Uh, and then 6 o'clock tonight on WLAE-TV is our first free broadcast, uh, followed by 10 p.m. on the Deuce. Tomorrow night, every Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always at ericasher.com. Always on the WLETV YouTube page and always on our social media platforms at Eric underscore on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Sean Vazana, Fox 8 Sports, was our guest. And as we try to do on each and every show, we covered everything. We covered Saints, Pelicans, LSU, Tulane, UNO, uh, baseball, football. So we got it all in. Only thing we didn't touch on really was college basketball. But I hope you have a chance to be able to check us out. Sean was in a Fox 8 Sports, our guest this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. On our program today... We're going to be joined by Gary Smith of The Wave Report and NOLA.com. He will join us at 4.15, talking Tulane and UNO. Uh, Fletcher Mackle of uh, Channel 6 Sports is going to join us at 4.35. We'll talk Pels and Saints with him. And then we'll finish up with Les East of CrestedySports.com and Saturday Down South. And uh, we'll talk everything with him at, at about 5.35 this afternoon. So pretty full show for us uh, today on the program. Um, as, again, we are brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. This half hour uh, brought to you by our friends at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Voted number one restaurant in uh, Metairie by TripAdvisor. Man, go hang out. I'll tell you right now. Um, it's just the dog days of summer. Get out there and enjoy a great cocktail. Fantastic beer selection for you. Uh, again, when we crank up the sports again with, again, football and college football, how pro football and that overlap between, you know, Pro basketball and college basketball. I just want to see all the games, right? 30-plus TV screens for you. And, of course, uh, a, a, way, a place that you can sit down and dine on a fantastic menu that includes uh, Cajun Creole cuisine. And, of course, 30-plus uh, TV screens where you'll never miss a play, even TVs in the restroom. That's right. Even TVs in the restroom, which I always get a kick out of. You'll never miss a play. Also, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique because it is the perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. So you're going to get the authentic Louisiana cuisine and then literally, <laughs> it's like a museum uh, with all the great memorabilia. Some of these are one-of-a-kind items. Walk around the restaurant, take advantage of it, check out all the great memorabilia again. Uh, and don't forget, if you want to have your next event, uh, private room for you to be able to uh, to have that next event. Uh, and, of course, uh, Bobby Bears will cater that for you. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. Open late. Open late every single day, seven days, uh, at 4101 Veterans at Lake Village. It's Bobby Bears Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Hey, go to bobbyabears.com to, to check out the menu, uh, check out hours of operation, and also be able to check out if, uh, if you're within the um, 
the delivery distance because Bobby Ambrose does deliver to a small area in, in, in Mary. So if you're living out there, you might be able to be fortunate enough to have them bring it right to your door without having to use, uh, again, one of these um, uh, services uh, that are delivering these days. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, 4101 Villa, uh, Veterans at Lake Villa. So good. So good. And all part of the, again, the Oceana family of restaurants. And as I mentioned the other day, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please let's support our local business, our local restaurants, our local bars, your local shops. Uh, if you got a choice between, again, something local and something, uh, again, on a national chain, please choose local now more than ever. Uh, you know, we were seeing prices skyrocket everywhere. Um, you know, people are starting to hold on to their money. Things are getting tight. And uh, this, is the, this is the dog days of summer, especially for uh, a lot of our business in the metropolitan area. So please shop local, eat local, drink local. Make sure, again, you take care of our, our, local, um, um, our local business owners, especially in the hospitality industry. Choose local for sure. And, of course, choose the, uh, the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Behind Our Bar. And, of course, this half hour brought to you by Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. All right, um, looks as though Michael Thomas and also uh, Marcus Davenport will start the, um, uh, will start the uh, uh, training camp off on, on the uh, pup, uh, pup list, physically unable to perform. Uh, it wasn't unexpected, ladies and gentlemen, but, again, you hate to see it. These are two players that, again, have been often injured. Michael Thomas has not seen the field in two years. Davenport has been in, injured since they drafted him uh, and with, again, two number one picks. Uh, both are supposed to be ready at some point in camp to go full speed. Uh, the Saints are going to take their time with these guys anyway. But, again, they're on the physically unable to perform this, which I believe means that they could not pass a physical today. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. Also something I'm going to talk a little bit about in the, in the second hour, uh, the New Orleans City Council has lifted its ban on, on facial recognition technology to help fight crime. Interesting vote. Uh, Jeruso voted yes. Green voted yes. Harris voted no. King voted yes. Moreno was nowhere to be found. Now, now, now Helena Moreno is going to be running for mayor. And at some point, you've got to take a stand on this. It's, not, it's easy to walk out the room for, for, a, for a tough vote. I don't understand this. Either you're for it or you're against it. But to not be in the room to be able to vote for it is it, head-scratching. So she has no vote. Um, J.P. Burrell votes against it. Oliver Thomas votes for it. So, again, four yeas, two nays, no abstains, no, no recuse. But, again, uh, Helena Moreno, as far as I'm looking on, on the motion passing, uh, uh, she, did not, she did not cast a vote. So, um, I mean, again, I mean, let me say this right now. You want to be mayor of New Orleans? you got to make the tough decisions. If you want to make the tough decisions, you got to make the tough votes as a council person. So, again, that, that, that's a little blot, a little on, 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 the, um, on the resume of Helena Moreno, not, not, not again, not taking this, this, this vote right here, which is a huge vote. I'm going to talk about this and a few other things as we get into the 5 o'clock hour this afternoon. Uh, but uh, uh, that, 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 is, that is troubling and surprising, to be honest with you. All right, let's shift gears to, uh, back to sports. Uh, you know, we talk it all on this program, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I've, done it for, I've done it for the last two decades, especially since Katrina. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I study both. Uh, I feel like, again, I have a decent background in, in, in again, um, uh, being able to articulate what's going on, not just in the sports world, but what's happening, again, uh, with our city and, and when it comes to politics, when it comes to, again, uh, uh, the economy of the city. And also, again, you know, just maybe trying to be a cheerleader, but also, again, being critical at times when it's necessary for our city and our state. You know, like I said, I used to say a long time ago when I was one of the few people that were doing that, somebody's got to do it, right? Uh, I just don't do it as often as I used to. Uh, 
Uh, but with that said, let's bring on Gary Smith of the Wave Report, NOLA.com, does a, just a great job covering Tulane and UNO. Uh, his website, again, Wave Report, is, uh, is part of the Rivals Network. And I'm telling you right now, if you're a Tulane fan, uh, if you're a true Tulane fan, I'm mean, not, not, not a fair weather Tulane fan, but a true Tulane fan who, again, uh, again bleeds olive green and blue, well, let me tell you something right now. You need to be subscribing to the Wave Report because you're getting all your information firsthand. You've got the message boards, which you can converse with other Tulane fans. Uh, it is a must-stop shop if you, are a, um, if you are a Tulane fan. And he joins us now on the program, Gary Smith. Gary, how are you, bud? Doing well, Eric. Doing well. Gary, let's start off with, uh, with the baseball uh, uh, draft. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I was following you throughout the, the, uh, 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 the draft process. You know, trying to see what's going to happen with Tulane as far as, again, losing players. We know, again, the transfer portal, they've lost a couple of players there. They may still lose some more. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, was, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised uh, that they didn't have this mass exodus, you know, right. either right now through the transfer portal or guys getting drafted. What was it? Tyler Hoffman was the only uh, greenie drafted in this past draft? Are you there? Are you there, Gary? Hello? Yeah, Gary, we got you now. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, lost you for a second. Yeah. Yeah, no, Tyler Hoffman actually did an interview with him today. He is definitely leaving. Um, Tulane fans know he did, he did not have a good year <laughs> for the baseball team. He started the year as the opening day pitcher, um, the opening night starter, ended up out of the rotation entirely, never really got it together. He may, had a couple of good relief performances near the end of the year, but uh, he, was, he, was one of the, he was one of the reasons they didn't make it to a regional. He did not live up to expectations because he has outstanding stuff. And of course, that's what the major leagues draft on. Um, he, he has a 96-mile-an-hour fastball. Um, he has, he has a, a nasty slider. He just couldn't control it for whatever reason at, at Tulane. Ended up with an ERA um, near six. Um, it, it's funny that right now the best Tulane player in the major leagues is um, Aaron Loop, who had a very undistinguished three-year career at Tulane from 2007 to 2009. Got to the majors last year with the Mets. He had an ERA as a middle reliever of, of 0.90 or something like that. That's that. Yeah, I think that's what the Rockies are hoping for for uh, uh, for Mr. Hoffman is that he'll 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 they'll convert him to reliever. Hope he uh, hope he, he he harnesses the control he, he never had at Tulane. But uh, yeah, other than that, um, they they didn't lose any to the draft. Ethan Groff was certainly the guy I was following. Um, he hit 404 this year, had a terrific year, but, but the, the concern I think with the major leagues with him is uh, last year he hit below 200. Um, he, he's a fourth-year player in college, and he got injured this year with, with a thumb sliding into first base and missed the last three weeks, four weeks of the year. The sample size I don't think was long enough to convince them um, that, that, to, to pick him. Whether he comes back to Tulane is up for debate. I mean, my sources tell me that he's probably leaning towards transferring um, to to another school. So, so reportedly, Mississippi State was really was really interested in him. But but we'll see. Certainly, the options open. He was going to leave if he was drafted for sure. And now the options open for for him to return. And and nobody else got drafted, so that they're pretty set. Basically, the deal, Eric, is they they returned, with the exception probably of Ethan Groff, they returned all of their key hitters. All of those guys left the portal and came back, and they pretty much lost almost all of their all of their their, their key pitchers to to transfer except for Dylan Carmouche who'd already transferred from Mississippi State and, ha- and can't can't go anywhere without sitting out of, out a year. Um so that's going they're going to have to rebuild their pitching staff, but they certainly have the tools in their batting in in their lineup, their everyday lineup to to, to be a good team next year and, and it, it at it 
at the end of the regular season, it, it looked like they might really be bad next year, and, and that does not appear to be the case now. Gary Smith, Wave Report on NOLA.com. Tom's Picayune is with us. Gary, um, Coach Yeoman came in. One of the things that it was being billed was that he was going to be a guy that was going to you know, keep the team together, mm-hmm. uh, maybe keep the kids out the transfer portal, yep. maybe hold them off from going into the major league draft if they were selected, uh, heading on into, into, head on into the minor leagues. Uh, I would have to say just from the outside looking in, it looks like that's worked so far, yeah. right? To, I mean, again, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, there hasn't been this mass exodus. No, there hasn't. I mean, and the guys they lost, they, they lost a couple of pitchers who honestly might have transferred anyway. <laughs> um, the, the, a couple of, of, of freshman pitchers, um, one, you know, weren't necessarily good fits at, at, at Tulane socially. I, 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 I was told, and, uh, and and you know, those were guys. He, he was the hitting coach, so he didn't have a direct um, relationship with them as much. But you know, T.L. Banks. Star could have gone to the major, could have gone to the minor leagues last year. Showed how great he was when he came back from a thumb injury at the end of the regular regular season. Um, Jackson Lynn, star, he does have he he, he, does, he did have UCL surgery, which means he may be limited to designated hitter next year. We'll see, but he, he he's a star down the road. Um, he was a star this year for Tulane. He finished second in the conference in hitting. He kept those guys, and he kept the other. And Brady Marquette had a good freshman year. He kept pretty much all of the guys that he had. A direct hand in, in recruiting, and, and that was key. I'll say one other thing: he's hired a pitching coach who, on paper, does not have particularly good credentials. Anthony Izzo. I know Tulane message boards are all up in arms um, since he he left Tulane as a graduate assistant to coach at a school that's um, a lower level school, but. Tyler Hoffman gave him his huge endorsement today and said he's one of the best pitching coaches he's ever been around, um, he, um, and 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 he knows him well, and uh, he he feels like Tulane pitching is going to be in great hands with Anthony Izzo as coach. Obviously, one player giving an endorsement isn't tantamount to fact, but uh, I think maybe the the, the the unrelenting negativism about the level of the new pitching coach um, is probably misplaced because I've and I've talked to other guys who just really think Anthony Izzo is going to be a great pitching coach at, at Tulane. And obviously they're going to need that because Dylan Carmouche and Chandler Welch, a freshman from Louisiana, are the only two guys coming back that actually started any game for, for Tulane on, on the mound next year. So that's the last year. So there is definitely going to be a revamped pitching staff. So you, you better have a good pitching coach if, if you're working with that. Uh, no, yeah, no, no doubt about it. So, again, it looks like, again, the bleeding has stopped as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that, that's really good news. I mean, it really is because yep. it could have been much worse. Uh, it, there, there's no doubt it, about it. Uh, it, could have been a te- it could have been a team that was going to win 15 to 20 games next year mm-hmm. if, they'd have lost, if they'd have lost all these guys to the, to the portal. Right. And that's, that's not going to be the case. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned about Goff probably going, possibly going to Mississippi State. Uh, mm-hmm. Monty Larry, the uh, top, one of the top players for UNO, uh, yeah. he defected to Mississippi State in the transfer portal. But UNO did not have anyone uh, again selected in the major league draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean that looks pretty bright for UNO too. Obviously, you don't want to lose Amani Larry. That that was <laughs> um, he, he was spectacular for them. But they had a lot of talent on this team this year. They really. They probably should have won that conference um, in, in the tournament. They had Southeastern where they wanted them. All they had to do was beat them one out of two games at home to win their bracket of the tournament and go to Lake Charles to play McNeese. It was a very good UNO team, definitely the best UNO team um, that, that that I've covered since I moved back. I I, I missed uh, <laughs> the, the regionals in, in the late 2000s um, before I moved back to New Orleans, and uh, they should be. They're going to be one of the conference favorites next year. Um, they've 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 got it rolling right now. I think they're in good hands. 
you know, we glazed over it last week, and I wanted, I was, I made, I made a note that uh, yeah. I wanted to come back to it mm-hmm. uh, because you brought it up on the way out. But uh, yeah. we, all, you know, we talk about Michael Pratt, and Michael Pratt mm-hmm. obviously is is on a lot of watch list right now yep. uh, as one of the top quarterbacks in the nation. Uh, but there is a commitment, Jackson Smolik, I believe, mm-hmm. is how you pronounce it. Yes, uh, that you you briefly talked about last week as we were, as we were just as we were going out. I'd like to yeah. come back to that and talk a bit sure. about him because I went back and read your article after after we yeah. spoke, and uh, interesting article. Talk a bit about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who um, he 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 didn't play much last year because he 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 tore. I mean, he broke his collarbone in the season opener. Um, for, for his for his high school and uh, didn't come back until near the end of the year. Played played four games, but he, he's obviously very very well thought of um, because he was <laughs> one of the elite quarterback camps in the country in California. When when one guy pulled out, um, they called him to ask at the last minute if he could, could could fill in. And and this is a this is a camp that's had I think 15 of the last 16 Heisman Trophy winners at quarterback have have actually participated in that camp in, in the past. Um, Arch Manning is really the only notable who did not participate in terms of the top college quarterbacks in the country in, in the camp, and Arch didn't do any of those things really. Um, and 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 so and so they invited Smolik at the last minute. He had to make a he had to fly in at six in the morning, um, the day of the camp, and the first day he finished second in the drills that they were doing in, in the ratings. And this is they've got a USC commit who's a five star quarterback. They've got an Oklahoma commit who's a five star quarterback. An Alabama commitment, a Clemson. You, you understand the picture? The best quarterbacks in the country. Sure. And he, he he held his own the whole week. Um, he all he he was selected one of the they, they had twenty quarterbacks to the thing. They do a top eleven at the end. He made the top eleven. Um, Tulane's never had a quarterback that was ever invited to to that to that camp before. Um, and That's the and elite he, eleven he, yeah, camp, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, so the elite eleven camp in California and uh, Redondo Beach, California, right outside of Los Angeles. And uh, he, you know, so the question now is going to be: Can Tulane hold on? To, to his commitment, and when I talk to him, he, he really he likes the academics. He likes everything about Tulane. He loves the coaches. He loves the new offensive coordinator, Svoboda. Um, he, he, he liked a lot about it. I, you know, it may depend on what type of schools he gets offers from. Right now, he, he got an offer from, from University of California, but he didn't really have any relationship with their coaches before then. Um, that, that's Look, when you're coming off a 2-10 season, this stuff doesn't normally happen. It tell, it's a te, it's a testament to the respect that Willie Fritz and his staff have in in, in college football. Um, it, it's a big deal, and, and Smolik understands. It'd be, you know, he wouldn't be coming in this year; he'd be coming in next year. Um, Michael Pratt, if he's still around, he has one more year left. And Smolik talked about how he was happy to learn from Michael Pratt. He talked to Michael Pratt; really liked him. Going from Michael Pratt, who was who was just on the watch list as one of 85 players in the country um, uh, for a national for for a national um, best player in the country award, to uh, with Jackson Smollett coming in, um, you've also got Justin Ibietta still around. Uh, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of talent right now and in the future for Tulane at quarterback, and it's it's it, again it's really a, it's a great sign when you're coming off a rough year like Tulane had to be able to get a commitment from a quarterback who seems to have the upside and, and the immediate right. production that, that Jackson Smolik has. Well, you know you know they're going to be coming at it. I mean, especially yeah, after his, no his performance there. There's no doubt. But I do like the end of your article, and it really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I just pulled it up. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty firm on Tulane right mm-hmm. now. Tulane is yep. still my number one school now. <laughs> 
you know, maybe you can say it's a little wishy-washy, but at yeah. the same time, you know, look, he's probably getting more looks now than he was sure. getting before. So you got to take advantage of that. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't fault a kid uh, that right. if he wasn't getting any, any, uh, any real play in terms mm-hmm. of getting, uh, you know, recruiting for some of the top schools, all of a sudden yeah. they come a calling. He's got to at least listen. Yeah, no, no, no question. And, and again, you know, we'll see how he does in his senior year too. I mean, maybe if you're too late, you don't, yeah, sure. you don't, you don't want him to blow up this year as a senior, maybe. <laughs> um, uh, because then the offers might really start rolling in. Um, but and and look, I'm also, I, look, it's not a science this recruiting thing. But I, when I was talking to him, he sounded very genuine on the phone. You can tell the difference. I, I've talked to kids um, when they've committed to Tulane. Yeah, some of them call it. You know, they don't even know the right name. They call it the University of Tulane and stuff right. like that. And you can tell they're 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 they they'll change the second if they get another offer. That's definitely not the case with with, with Jackson Smolik. So so we'll just have to see what develops. Um. I talked about this today on the TV show with Sean Vazant. Look, I don't believe that Willie Fritz is on the hot seat, but I do believe when you're coming off a two-win season, uh, when the expectations were bowl mm-hmm. games, that you've got to be able to, again, have be, be at least competing for the conference championship. Yeah. And that's asking a lot, right? But, I mean, you know, this was an unexpected season last year, and yeah. then they have to quickly turn this thing around, have a winning season, mm-hmm. bowl eligible, yeah. and at least be you know in the mix for the championship. No, I agree. I agree with that, and you know who else agrees with that? Willie Fritz. Um, look, I, I still remember when when he went six and six um, in his third year and got to a bowl game. He joked about how when he went to the coaches' convention, all these coaches were coming up and congratulating him like he'd won a national championship or something. And he said at the time, six and six to him wasn't a big deal. He had higher expectations than that. They have not exceeded those. Yeah, they they went six and six the following year and went to a bowl game. They went six and five the next year and went to a bowl game. So that's so. Yeah, it, it, it's time. I mean, he he's in his he's entering his his seventh year at Tulane. He is a he's a good coach. There's no question about that. Um, they but but they need to win more, and especially with the situation in college football where you, the the smaller conferences are, the gap is just getting bigger and bigger. Tulane needs to do something big. Tulane needs to win a conference championship. They have to prove that they're ready to compete. They need they, they need to beat the teams that are leaving the conference, <laughs> the Houston's, the Cincinnati's, and UCF stuff like that to to, to prove that they're worthy of an up uh, of an upgrade in conference down the road. And uh, yeah, this this is a big year. I don't I agree. I don't I, Willie Fritz is a better coach than Tulane's had in a long time. I don't think yep. he's on the hot seat, but mm-hmm. I definitely think he feels. And, and the whole program feels like they need to contend for a conference championship this year. And, and they should. And, look, let's face it, uh, a couple of years from now, uh, we, don't, we don't know how this is going to shake out with realignment. We don't know how it's going to yep. shake out with the conferences, et cetera. But if the American stays past, stands pat, Tulane mm-hmm. again should be one of the top uh, one of the top programs in that in that conference and should be vying for championships every single year. Should be. It has not been on that level, obviously, <laughs> since the late 1990s. But uh, that's that. If you're a serious football program with the programs leaving, with the programs coming in that are just clearly weaker than than the programs that are leaving. If 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 you if if you're if you're a good football program, you've got to be competing for championships almost every year. As always, we very much appreciate your time each and every week talking to Tulane and, uh, and, of course, the other um, local schools with us. If you would, tell the folks about your website, how folks can subscribe, uh, what you got coming up for us uh, sure. on NOLA.com, and also how mm-hmm. they can follow you on social media. 
Yeah, um, next article on NOAA.com, actually, they did an interview with Tyler Hoffman. Um, he, like I said, he's definitely, he is signing with the Colorado Rockies. His, his career at Tulane is over. Just kind of an interesting, you know, he never really put it together at Tulane, um, but uh, certainly has a lot, of, a lot of stuff. Just he talked about what he thought about his career at Tulane, stuff like that. That that'll, won't write it today, but that'll, that'll be up on, on NOAA.com tomorrow. And, and for the wave report, I'm actually working on a piece right now. Just you know, Tulane has nine players as it transfers coming in. We, we talked about that a little bit last week. What am I most excited about at the beginning of the of, of fall practice? Nine guys. Um, those nine guys will probably determine whether Tulane does rise to that level of, of, of championship. But so I went, I went back and I looked at what Tulane's done in the transfer portal basically every year since it started and, uh, you know, rating each one of those guys, how they, how their careers panned out at Tulane, whether they were pluses or minus for Tulane. Um, but, but you get it because leading into this year where it looks like Tulane's done better in the transfer portal than in any other year under Willie Fritz. Yeah, no doubt about it. Getting excited about all of it, no doubt. Thanks for, for your time, as always. Looking forward to checking in with you again next week. Thanks for having me on. At Gary Smith on Twitter, it's Gary Smith. He's with us each and every week talking Tulane, UNO, and, of course, the other local schools. Uh, today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, the Hideout Bar, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, doesn't matter where you live, they, they got you covered. Their trucks are strategically set up all over the metropolitan area to get to you quickly. Uh, and, again, they even allow their technicians to take home their vehicles. If they're on call, they'll be out there again to get you after hours. If not, again, that 30-minute courtesy call, but when they come to your home uh, during regular business hours, uh, they have set the industry standard for that. And, of course, doing only the work that's necessary with Nate certified technicians. Honesty, reliability, and, of course, again, the service that you deserve. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Thanks to uh, Gary Smith for joining us in the program. Coming up next, Fletcher Mackerel of Channel 6 Sports. Uh, stick around, won't you? Inside New Orleans. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Lowe's MVP's bonus days are here. Pro members can earn bonus points to redeem for rewards. And for 12 days, you can earn points on every dollar spent up to $1,000. MVP's Pro Rewards program subject to program terms and conditions. Details at Lowe's.com slash L slash Pro Loyalty Terms. Subject to change. Delays are heavy if you're traveling along the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway as delays stretch from Manhattan Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Also, look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And also, delays pick back up westbound along the West Bank Expressway from Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Also, look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from Loyola to Power Boulevard. And delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to Orleans. 10 westbound your delays are steady from bonneville to veterans and look out for accidents dante at cone and also st charles avenue at perdido i'm at robinson broadcasting from the attorney mike brander traffic center traffic is brought to you by da exterminating proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years don't let this happen your largest investment call da exterminating now 
ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice fillets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Text BOOTS right now, B-O-O-T-S, to 68255 for a chance to win a date night with Carrie Underwood playing live at the Smoothie King Center November 5th. Prize includes a pair of tickets to the show, dinner for two, and a $50 gift certificate from Villaries Flowers. It's New Orleans Country Station, 1061 Nash Icon. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Thanks so much for being there. Thanks to Gary Smith for joining us on the program. Uh, in the second hour, Les East will join us from CrestedSports.com and also Saturday Down South. That will happen at 535. Uh, and joining us now on the program, our good friend Fletcher Mackle, Channel 6 Sports. Fletch, how you doing, bud? I'm doing well, Eric. Thanks for having me. Always good. Fletch, first um, question out the box, Saints training camp next week. We know that both um, Michael Thomas and, and Davenport have, are going to start on the pup list. What are, what, are, what are some storylines? What, what are you going to be talking about uh, on your newscast uh, over the next couple of weeks? When, uh, you know, positions you may be looking at, things you may be looking at. Uh, what, what are you going to be keying in on? Um, I think a few things are easy. You know, is, is James moving well? Is he still limping? Or is he, is he healed or mostly healed? Because obviously the limp was a little bit of a concern 
um, depending on how you spin it. You could either say he's, he's back early and the limp is fine. Had he not worked out, we may be saying, oh, is he behind? Why isn't he working out? So I want to see Jameis's mobility coming back from the ACL injury. Is there still a limp or does he look better? Um, I think the Alvin Kamara situation, he has a court date for August 1, five days in the training camp with his situation involving a, a, a battery charge in Las Vegas. What is happening with that? Could he potentially be suspended and for how long? As far as training camp battles go, I'm looking, I think, like a lot of people at left tackle. You've got Trevor Penning, the rookie first-round draft pick out of Northern Iowa, but you also have James Hurst who's been a really solid and capable backup the last couple of years, is a swing lineman. And while he certainly doesn't have the potential or the upside of a Trevor Penning, is he a steadier hand at the wheel to start um, if, if Penning isn't adjusted enough? So, or is Penning just so good from a physical standpoint? And also he's picked up the, kind of the mental side of it as well. So that's one of the battles I'm going to be looking at. I, I think we're not talking enough about who lines up opposite Marshawn Lattimore? We know Lattimore is the go-to lockdown cornerback for this team. Paulson Adebo was a rookie last year, was solid, not spectacular. They drafted Elante Taylor out of Tennessee, and, and they raved about him in the offseason. Could he push Paulson Adebo to, to be the starting cornerback there? So I think that that's an interesting position to watch. On the defensive line, look, Cam Jordan, we know, I think still has gas left in the tank. I think so. But he is in his 30s now. And then you've got Marcus Davenport. What's his injury situation going to be? He's going to start the, the training camp on the pup list. Is Peyton Turner healthy? Um, I want to kind of see the rotation. And then this is something that I was talking about today with, with John Hendricks from Sports Illustrated a little bit, is the bubble guys. Look, the Saints roster is always deep. It's going to be one of those things which guys are on the bubble, like Zach Vaughn at linebacker, you know, we've been waiting for him to have that breakout season and it's never come. I think he's a guy who could be on the bubble. Nick Vanette, a veteran tight end last year that really didn't do a lot. Is he, he's a guy on the bubble. Now that the saints have beefed up their receiving core and you know, probably the top three guys, assuming Michael Thomas gets healthy, it's going to be in some form or fashion, Chris Olave, the first round draft pick, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, does that make somebody like a Marquez Callaway or a Traquan Smith more expendable if, if somebody in training camp rises up, so to say? So I'm curious to see some of these fringe guys in, in training camp that are battling for positions. There was a report earlier this week uh, that was concerning the suspension uh, of Deshaun Watson. Uh, the NFL would like to see him being suspended for a full year. Uh, the NFLPA is, is, is staunchly against that. Uh, the, um, the arbitrator, Judge Sue um, Robinson, uh, according to, I think it was Pro Football Talk, indicated that it might end up being a two- to eight-game suspension. And I brought this up on the program two days ago and been asking our guests about it when they come on. If... if Deshaun Watson, who, again, this was premeditated and planned, uh, you know, his uh, sexual escapades uh, in, in terms of sexual assault, sexual, uh, um, um, uh, you go right down the line in terms of, uh, you know, the things that he's been accused of, and he's only going to get maybe two to eight games. How do you give Alvin Kamara, which has been reported somewhere between four and eight games, 
for something that was not premeditated, that was, again, that something that was emotional happened in the moment. I'm not, not taking up for Alvin here because he should have never been involved in it. But, again, it looks like when you compare the two, if ultimately Alvin does get the, the book thrown at him, as we're, we've heard in terms of those games with the president been set, uh, that it seems like a bit of, bit of an overkill and unfair. What are your thoughts on, first of all, Deshaun Watson possibly only getting two to eight games, and then how that may, may again, affect Alvin Kamara? Yeah, so, again, I think, obviously, all of this is, is very emotional and very polarizing. I am of the belief, and I'll preface everything by saying this, is that I think Deshaun Watson should be suspended for the whole season. I think, certainly, there's enough of a, a, a picture that has been painted to show that what he was doing was predatory in nature, and it didn't seem like isolated instances. It seems like something that, that came across is, is more a predator-type situation. So I do think the punishment should be more severe than less severe. That being said, I think from the NFL's perspective is he, he, he hasn't been brought up on any criminal charges, and some of the civil cases have been settled now. So I think the NFL has to look at it and say whether whatever we believe and whatever, again, and that's one of the hard things to remove from this, you know, having talked to some legal experts of what can you prove, what can't you prove, what are the optics of it, how does it look, is the, the criminal charges are no longer there, which, you know, may take away a year-long suspension for him. A lot of the other evidence is civil. If it's two games, I feel like that's just crazy. How could he only be suspended for two games? If he gets eight and Alvin Kamara gets five, uh, maybe then I could say, okay, look, he probably deserves more. Kamara probably deserves less. But uh, again, I think what I think what the NFL would probably justify it as if their punishments were similar in scope is, and again, we don't know how Alvin's situation is going to unfold. That's why it's sure. hard for me to talk about it because is it going to get dismissed? Is it going to get settled? Is it going to are the criminal charges going to go away and it's going to be civil like Deshaun Watson and Alvin Kamara gets two games instead of six games. If it's a, a criminal battery charge, then it probably will be four or six games for Alvin Kamara. Whereas I think what the NFL is waiting and we're talking about this in massive hypotheticals is, Absolutely. is, 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 is Alvin's going to be criminal and Deshaun Watson civil. And that's probably how it, they'll reconcile similar type suspensions if they are both suspended, in fact. Mm-hmm. So again, like, I don't know how right now to talk about it because people talk about these in, in what could happen. And that's all we can talk about. What do we think is going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen with either one. And comparing the two makes it even harder. But that's just my opinion on how the NFL would possibly reconcile that if those suspensions were close in duration, if either player gets suspended. I will say this, and again, this is conjecture on my part, but I've been saying it since day one. I feel like, again, that, that based on what we've seen in the history of athletes getting involved in this type of situation, uh, that um, uh, eventually, uh, because Kamara's not been in any, in any trouble in the past, it will be a slap on the wrist. He will get uh, uh, community service. There will not be any jail time. It'll probably be reduced to a misdemeanor. Uh, but then on the, on the civil side, he's going to have to pay up. He's going to have to pay up on the civil side. So it, I think before it's said, all said and done, it's going to be similar to what Deshaun is in terms of, again, a civil suit against. Now, the only difference is this was an NFL-sanctioned event in terms of the Pro Bowl. And how much is the NFL going to look at that and say, you have to be on your best behavior? But, 
I mean, you know, the punishment has to fit the crime here. And if you're going to compare and contrast what I think a lot of people are going to do to what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson, uh, people are going to be looking hard at, at, again, both in Kansas City and in New Orleans on, again, what's going to happen in terms of the punishment that's going to be handed down in this instance. Yeah, again, and I agree. And, you know, like I said, I don't know if the NFL is going to – look, Trevor Bauer in Major League Baseball is dealing with – sexual assault allegations yep. and the major league baseball, it, those cases are still being processed right now in the courts, both criminally and civil, civil lawsuits. And they suspended him, I think for two years. And so I think that that was kind of a precedent setting move that if major league baseball is going to do this, how is the NFL going to handle this? Um, and, and like I said, it certainly seems as if what was happening was not of a normal nature, so to say. And that, I think, has to be taken into consideration by the NFL. Um, Alvin's situation is, you're right, he's never been in trouble. He's been, you know, obviously a, a good citizen in the community, in the locker room. He's beloved by his teammates. But it did happen at an NFL, you know, it, it wasn't at the event, but it was in the city where the event was taking place. Sure. And then, two, and then two, it may have actually happened. Like, it may be cut and dry that no matter what the circumstances were leading up to it, this is – a, a, a criminal battery charge. Now, again, I agree with you. I think as a, as a first-time offender, somebody who's been a pillar of the community, I don't think Alvin Kamara is going to be serving any jail time for this, but I do think if there is a criminal prosecution, that's going to open the door for a heftier suspension from the NFL, whereas the NFL is in, in murkier water, so to say, because everything is so convoluted with the Deshaun Watson situation, criminally, civilly, how do you handle it? What can you prove? What is the, you know, the, the, the basis for this? I'd like to shift gears down, and I appreciate your comments there as well. Um, Pelicans, dust has settled down on the Summer League team. i got to give, uh, again, a lot of credit to the front office. I thought they did a great job in stacking that team. Uh, there are guys on that team that, are, that have the ability to play in the NBA. Whether they play in the, you know, and whether they, they get to the NBA or not is, a, is, is up to conjecture. A lot of that has to do, again, with right place, right time. But with that said, um, now as, as, we, as this team starts to do their offseason workouts, What's missing? If you had one position that you would want to upgrade, what is missing? With the New Orleans Pelicans, you said? Yes, sir. They need a stretch big or or more shooting in the front court. And I think that they have to solve that in some way, shape, or form. Um, Because if you look at it right now, we know who their starters are. Their starters are going to be, barring any craziness, if they just operate on the fringes of the roster – their starters are going to be C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Zion Williamson, and Jonas Valanciunas. And in the first two guys, first three guys off the bench, in my mind, no doubt about it, are going to be Trey Murphy, who I think could have a massive breakout season this year. He's so good. Jose Alvarado and Larry Nance. So those are your first eight. Assuming there's no injuries, those are your first eight. Here's the problem. I still don't think – Trey Murphy gives them great versatility, great shooting potential – in a variety of roles. He can play two through almost small ball five, if you will. But he's not a real five. I mean, he's still more of a two through four. You know, to me, Larry Nance is not a shooter. Jonas can hit some shots, but not really a shooter. Zion is not a shooter. So to me, Herb Jones is not a shooter, and he plays the four sometimes as well. So I think the one thing missing from this team is – shooting and maybe a stretch big 
you know, that could play depending on how Willie Green wants to, to stagger those minutes and rotate those guys. I would like to see a stretch big, someone that you could put out there with if Jackson Hayes is still on the team. He's not a shooter. If, if Zion's out there, if you sub in someone for Jonas, is there a stretch big you can put out there that can help space the floor for Zion and Herb Jones? Because, you know, when you, I still think they're going to have some spacing issues with Herb Jones not a shooter, Zion not a shooter. Jonas can shoot, which will keep some teams honest, but they're not going to exactly cover him mm-hmm. all the way out to the perimeter all the time because it's not necessarily his forte, even though he can do it. So I still think someone like a, a Kelly Olynyk is a viable option via trade. I still think them looking to try to find someone who can play in the front court with, with Herb, Zion, Nance, or Jonas that can hit some shots. I, I think that's the one missing piece they probably have right now. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what um, Trajan Lang and David Griffin are going to do for these final pieces to the puzzle. I think it's going to be interesting because I really think they're going to have a really good season. Fletch, what you guys got coming up for us on Channel 6 Sports? Any, any training camp preview shows? Anything you want to hype? Yeah, we do. Next Wednesday, the first day of training camp. Thanks for letting me hype it. We have a special production. Uh, first day of training camp, 6.30 p.m. on WDSU, Wednesday the 27th. Just a first day of practice and a look ahead at the season with, with Sharif Ishak and myself, as well as Jim Mora and Lance Moore, who are back with us this year. Tell the folks about, again, your, your great column and, and, of course, how folks can also find you on social media. media pardon me. Yeah, no, I, I write columns, mock drafts, you know, things like that for WDSU.com. Twitter is my social media of choice at Fletcher WDSU. And, uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of great things covered starting next week. Well, man, we're all glad that next week is coming. <laughs> the dog days of summer will be over, no doubt about it. Thanks for your time as always, bud. We'll check in with you soon. All right. Thank you, Eric. All right, that's Fletcher Mackle, Channel 6 Sports. I just think he's, he's one of the best we have. Great, always opinionated, not afraid to go out on a limb. He takes a beating on, 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 on uh, Twitter sometimes, but I'll tell you what, uh, I love his trade machines. I like when he gets in there and again. And, and, and look, the one thing I like is, and I've said this before, uh, I listen to uh, uh, shows on TV, uh, talk radio, et cetera, for two reasons. I want to learn something. I want to be entertained. Uh, Fletcher does both. Um, and uh, so, again, I would definitely check him out, check out his, uh, his columns, follow him on social media. He's a great follow as well. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're looking for a company you can trust, it's Burkhardt. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. And this half hour has been brought to you by our friends at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. They're open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Come have an extraordinary cocktail. How about Cajun Creole Cuisine at its finest? A beautiful courtyard to dine in. Again, beautiful picture window overlooking Bourbon Street. Don't forget not one but two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. And of course, fantastic menu of cocktails for you with some, with some of New Orleans' greatest mixologists mixing them up for you. And of course, a fantastic menu to boot. Want to find out more? It's nolacookery.com. Great place again for a, a wonderful dining experience with friends, family, maybe trying to close that business deal. Maybe it's a first date. Hey, bring them on over to Old New Orleans Cookery in the 200 block of Bourbon Street because it's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street, open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. We'll be right back. 
Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Oceana Grill, Bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Welcome to the Everyday Hotel. You'll be on the second floor and your other room will be on the 14th. Wait, we asked for connecting rooms? These are 12 floors apart. We tried, ma'am, but technically they're only 11 floors apart. We don't have a 13th floor. <laughs> we can't be 11 floors away from our kids. I don't see a problem. Stuart! When you want separate rooms, but not that separate, it matters where you stay. Only Hilton offers confirmed connecting rooms at the time of booking. Hilton, for the stay. Baseball, basketball, soccer, tennis. No matter what your game is, defense matters. Same thing goes for COVID-19. Help protect yourself with a booster shot. Now recommended for people five years and older. Schedule an appointment as soon as you are eligible following completion of your primary series. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. Ah, traffic. This wagon commute is killing me. You mind if I turn on your old radio? Oh, same three chants on every station. Throughout history, people have always hated to commute. Search work from home jobs at monster.com or download the app. Thank <laughs> you. 
Welcome back to Inside. It's Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire. Going out on the road for the weekend. Maybe, again, you're starting your vacation. Don't hit the road until you bring your vehicle over to Southern Tire. First of all, they got the latest diagnostic equipment that you have at the dealership. You don't get those dealerships sticker price, shock prices. Uh, ASC certified technicians, so they'll give your vehicle the once-over uh, on their diagnostic equipment, making sure everything's running right. Of course, again, when it comes to tires and wheels, if you need tires or wheels, they got you covered. Again, the largest selection of tires and wheels up to 30 inches and financing is available. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, it's Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline and Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com. Check out all the service they provide for their customers. Southern Tire, again, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cage, Gatton Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. We'll be right back. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Let's go! 
gonna party. I like this gonna party, baby. Good afternoon and welcome back to Inside New Orleans, hour number two, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, free digital platforms for you to be able to download. You can take the show with you anywhere. You can also listen to the podcast on those platforms. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base. We're on your favorite podcasting platform. All you got to do is, again, search Inside New Orleans show. Uh, and you should be able to find it. NashFM1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports Tonight, which features Sean Vazan of Fox 8 Sports. Uh, that is 6 o'clock on WLAE-TV, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE on Friday night, Saturday uh, morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. It will be up on our social media platforms uh, this evening, at Eric underscore Ash on Twitter, Eric Ash on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And then uh, we'll also, it's up on the WLATV YouTube page. Although I did get a message from a, a viewer that said they weren't able to to, um, uh, to get that on the YouTube page. I have sent uh, uh, te- uh, text by director. He's, fi- he's fixing that now. So it should be up there very, very soon, if it's not already up there and completed already. Uh, but we'll, we'll have that for you a little bit later on after the program. And, of course, you can check, check us out at 6 o'clock tonight on LAE. Uh, Sean Vazan did a great job in covering the Saints, LSU, Tulane Pelicans, um, both baseball and football. So looking forward to having, uh, having, uh, you know, having you guys check out the program uh, as always. Today's program is brought to you by our friends at the Oceana family of um, restaurants. And just so proud to have, um, again, Oceana as one of our title sponsors. Uh, their sister restaurants, uh, the Bader Brothers, have been with this program uh, since shortly after Katrina. And uh, I'm just, again, so fortunate to have such great locally owned and operated sponsors uh, that, again, feel uh, uh, this show is, is worth uh, their advertising dollars. And, again, the only way that works is if you're out there supporting those uh, sponsors. And we very much appreciate you guys doing that because you've been doing it for a while now. Again, 20 years in this business, uh, and nobody's giving anything away. So it's a cutthroat business. I'll just say that right now. As, as sales is in every business, right? Uh, but I'm telling you right now, your participation, you going out, letting that, that, that business owner know that you heard it on, on the show, thank you for, for supporting the show, goes a long way. And we appreciate all of you that do this, and I know quite a few because I hear from the owners of the businesses. So thank you for doing that. Oceana Grill is, uh, is located at Bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter. They've been voted top 10 U.S. Uh, restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. You already know they open seven days a week, and you already know they open late, okay? You want a late-night meal, you go there. Open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily, and really, again, if there's still a crowd in there, they'll stay open a little bit later. 
home in New Orleans, best breakfast. If you love breakfast, I mean, if you really enjoy a good breakfast, head on over to Oceana. It starts at 8 a.m., goes all the way to 1 p.m. Their lunch service starts at 10 a.m. and goes to 4 p.m. The dinner service from 4 p.m. until 1 a.m. until the party stops. Cajun Creole cuisine that will delight for both lunch and dinner. And, of course, uh, incredible cocktails by some of New Orleans' great mixologists. I've talked about it before. Next week is Tales of the Cocktail. You will see how many of, again, the mixologists in this town gravitate toward the Oceana family of restaurants because of the great mixologists they have there. The reputation is there. You want a great cocktail? Head out to one of the Oceana family of restaurants. Oceana Grill, you can belly up to the bar, have a cocktail. Right to, 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 to um, your right is um, uh, the Chargroyd Oyster um, uh, 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 stand where, again, they're chuggling oysters right there for you. Uh, of course, a great menu that includes all your New Orleans favorites. And, and even, again, I, I, I like to call it, again, a pretty eclectic menu because maybe some things that maybe you wouldn't think is, is, is New Orleans, but, again, uh, nevertheless, you know, great bestsellers like, you know, the, the barbecue ribs, their burger. Uh, you know, the, well, I've talked about it before. I, I love the Mardi Gras pasta dish, which is, oh, Shrimp and crawfish and, and crab is just it's just a and, and, and our creamy Alfredo sauce it's, it's fantastic. Um, they have a private room for you that can accommodate from five to uh, to uh, five private rooms can accommodate from ten to one hundred twenty guests. They utilize that on very very heavy days where you know they don't want their their um, their their uh, customers standing in, in a line outside of Oceana for a long period of time. So they open that up upstairs so that they have more uh, more, more seating. And again, that's uh, that's. Uh, based on, again, the number of servers they have, uh, you know, set up that day. But they're normally ahead of the game on that. I mean, the Beta Brothers are really, I mean, they've been at this a long time. Also, an authentic French Quarter courtyard in which you can dine in. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night, cocktails, even dog-friendly. Uh, man, you got to head on over to Oceana Grill. When's the last time you've been there? Man, I mean, that's too long. Family-friendly, uh, great place to be able to close a deal. Have that first date, maybe again, uh, getting together with friend, friends or family or friends or family from out of town. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Make sure you check them out. Oceanagrill.com, open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. All part of the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and the Hideout Bar. Yeah, you're right. All right, um, first of all, uh, it's funny uh, that um, Jimbo Fisher may have given something away today on the future scheduling of, um, of, of the SEC. You know, there's a lot of talk about possibly going with, 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 with the divisional realignment with, again, a nine-game conference schedule with three permanent opponents uh, in a pod system for, for, uh, for the SEC. And he mentioned today about um, uh, yearly uh, uh, opponents for, uh, for Texas A&M. And he mentions Texas when Texas comes in, obviously a natural rivalry there. Surprised he didn't mention Oklahoma, but he didn't. He didn't. Uh, the other one he mentioned was LSU every year. And then the third was Mississippi State, which kind of shocked me, except maybe he's, maybe he's looking for a gimme. Because I would think Arkansas, Oklahoma would have been that third team that maybe would have been uh, in the mix for A&M every year. Interesting, a lot of teams, again, well, when you think about rivalries in, in the, in the um, SEC, it's going to be tough to pry LSU away. I mean, you know, Mississippi State, uh, Ole Miss, Alabama, Auburn. I mean, would you – look, if it's me <laughs> – I want to play Alabama every year, okay? I mean, I know a lot of folks are shy away from that. Uh, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And I got no issue, uh, with, uh, and I'm sure TV is going to want to have LSU Alabama on, on the schedule every year. So it'll be interesting to see again how that kind of plays out. But maybe directly or indirectly, 
Jimbo Fisher maybe gave away that maybe the, the maybe the the Southeastern Conference is leaning toward nine conference games, three permanent opponents in in a pod system, which has been really uh, discussed, you know, for for a while now, uh, with the expansion of to sixteen, but which which could be to twenty teams. Like I talked about it the other day, the difficulty you get with going to twenty teams is all right. Let's say it's Clemson, uh, South Carolina doesn't want Clemson in, in the SEC. I mean, you think they want to go against a team in the SEC like like Clemson? You know, they don't want to fight them as they are right now with with um, uh, their with recruiting. Okay, now you know you put they're in there in the AAC in the, in the ACC. So uh, you put them in the SEC, they're on even footing, and and they're a pretty darn good program. The same can be said for Florida State and Miami. You would think Florida State and Miami would be a shoe in to come into come into the SEC, but do you think the University of Florida wants them in the, wants them in the um, in the SEC? Absolutely not. Why would, they, why would they want to have to go and recruit against them any harder than they do now and let them have the pedigree of the SEC behind their name? Uh, again, I'm sure Texas A&M was not happy about Texas and Oklahoma coming in. But, again, that's just I mean, that, that's, that's like a big, a big, bowl, that's like a big rock uh, boulder going down, going down a, a mountain. You're not going to stop it, right? When, when, when those gargantuans want to come into the, the conference, you're going to do it. So I think it's going to be interesting to see, again, how uh, if, they, if they expand to two more, where it's going to be. Um, Somebody mentioned the other day that the SEC is continuous in terms of, again, state to state to state uh, when you talk about the conference. So we'll see how it kind of plays out. But uh, there's going to be some, some, some haggling going on, especially for uh, states that have multiple schools that want to get in. Alabama deals with, it, with Auburn right now. Mississippi State and Ole Miss deal with it. Uh, you know, when, when you look at Georgia, they don't have Georgia Tech anymore, which was an original SEC member. Tulane was an original SEC member along with LSU. The LSU doesn't have to deal with it either. They're, they're, they're standalone in terms of their state. So we'll see how that kind of plays out down the line. I do want to shift gears, though. And I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in the city and, and, and especially what happened today. And I mentioned this in the first hour. First of all, I'm kind of miffed by Helena Marino, uh, council president, council vice president. She's a council person at large. Uh, they had the, the vote on the, on the facial recognition t- technology today. Uh, it passed four to two. She was, didn't abstain. She wasn't, in, she wasn't uh, available. And, and I mentioned this the first hour. Man, you're Helena Marino. You're probably going to be the favorite in terms of the mayor's race coming up. Uh, it's going to probably be Helena Marino, J.P. Morrell, uh, also Oliver Thomas that's going to be running and maybe some others. Now, I'm hearing that there may be a, there may be a, uh, a deal between J.P. Morrell and Helena Moreno not to run against each other. If it is, it is. Okay, whatever it is. But Helena Moreno, from what I understand, is in. Okay? How do you not, make, how do you not cast a vote for something as controversial as this? How do you step out or, or not be available? Uh, and that's just not – she's done a great job in terms of leadership. You know, she's a former media member. Uh, and, and I think, you know, she's, she's done all the right things in terms of, you know, her ability from the state legislature and what she did there to now with the city council. I'm not knocking what she's done in terms of leadership because she's been a great leader. But that just seemed very curious to me on a vote that, like, like, that was as controversial as today that she stepped away and was not involved in it. You knew the vote was happening, okay? You knew it was on the agenda. You have to be there for that vote. With that said, the council did uh, approve facial recognition software to be used by the NOPD to fight crime. Look, I've been in favor of this, you know, for a long, long time, okay? Um, Actively, you know, politicking for technology to be used by the NOPD. 
you know, really, I'm, I'm the one that started beating the drum on real-time crime cameras, okay? This was during the Negan administration, okay, before Mitch Landrieu even knew what it was. And then, of course, before his, his uh, term was up, the investment was made. But I was on this show constantly talking about real-time crime cameras because we, we just didn't have the police to be able to cover the city. When we had more policemen than we have now, which is coming up on like 800, okay? We have 800 bodies available. Um, when you look at, 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 at this depleted NOPD, I think we need every modern technology that can assist them in the arrest and conviction of what has become the most brazen criminal element maybe in the history of this city since, since this city was founded, okay? At least, at least in modern history, for sure. Um, but let me say this. We don't need, need to be sold a bill of goods. And, and, and I'm saying this because the real-time cam- crime cameras are not making a difference, okay? And I was one that touted this. Um, name me one time that a crime uh, uh, technician that is, that is an NOPD officer, right, that's sitting behind that, that, that camera bank, was watching a crime being committed in real time and, it was getting, and, and, and quickly dispatched an officer to the scene of the crime to make an arrest or to stop a crime in progress. I'll wait. It just doesn't happen, okay? So they're not utilizing this real-time camera system to its, its capability, especially with the lack of police officers on the street, okay? Uh, this, again, after, uh, using it after a crime is committed uh, is it, fine, I guess, because, again, you can utilize that to, uh, in, in a court case to be able to have evidence, right? But it's not being utilized to fight crime in, in, in real time, which is what it was designed to do. And what we were told when they brought this in, that they were going to bring to the table real-time crime cameras uh, that with, again, NOPD officers, right, uh, uh, that, were, that were, were monitoring them, they could dispatch an officer to a scene immediately. just has not happened. The second happened last night, which was mind-blowing to me. And that is the, the investigative report by Lee Zirk on Fox 8 uh, that has to do with DNA. In this, in this investigative report, he found over 70,000 DNA samples that are being stored in an NOPD warehouse that have never been tested, ever. Let me say this, ladies and gentlemen. So there's a rape, a sexual assault, a murder, a carjacking, a stolen car. Uh, your home or your business has been burglarized. And you see the NOPD come out with, again, the, with a fingerprint expert. He's out there dusting. You know, they're taking DNA samples. And, again, as, as, a, as a victim, you're thinking, well, they got, they're doing everything within their power from a technology standpoint to find this individual and to put those individuals in jail, only to find out now that all they're doing is they're dusting for fingerprints, they're taking these DNA samples, and it goes into a file box never to be tested. Number one, it's a waste of manpower, okay? It's, it's a waste of, again, the equipment being used to be able to, to, uh, uh, to do the initial test because they have to buy these testing, uh, these, uh, uh, these tests, right, for, for the DNA. Um, and basically fooling, again, the victim into thinking that this is going to lead to an arrest or conviction when, in fact, it, all, all that's being done is it's being put in a, in, a, in a box and put in a warehouse. It's not being sent to the, the DNA samples are not being sent to the state, state crime lab for testing. Now think about this, ladies and gentlemen, for a moment. I mean, 
Just, just, just realistically, how many criminals would be off the street right now if the NOPD had been testing DNA, DNA samples? How many criminals that are, that are committing multiple crimes that would be off the street right now with DNA, DNA evidence, which, again, is hard to beat in court, right? And all this, all this has been is, is put, in, put into a storage box in a, in a NOPD warehouse. Are you kidding me? Seriously? Now, let's talk about the crime lab, too. Because I've been hearing this since Katrina. The city still doesn't have a DNA crime lab of its own. Jefferson Parish has one, okay? Um, whether it was Harry Lee, whether it was Newell Norman, whether it was jo- Joseph Lepento, after Katrina, they got their lab up. They're there, there. State police has a DNA lab, but Arlene's does not. When the money was, and this is despite the fact that money uh, from FEMA was there to be to build one, and when in in, in Lee's uh, um, uh, investigative report last night, he said it's, it's still online to be built within the next couple of years. Ladies and gentlemen, it's 2022. Katrina was 2005. I mean, we were all fed up with the fact that, again the slow process of rebuilding. But my gosh, if you have the money to be able to build a a, a DNA lab, a, a crime lab. And we're sitting here in 2022, and you still haven't built it. And again, you lost yours in 2005. Something's wrong. Something's seriously wrong. That's multiple. It messed three administrations that didn't get it done. So what makes me believe that if the NOPD is not using the real-time crime, crime, camera system, crime camera system to fight crime, if they're not testing DNA, Okay, which is right, which is again another way to be able to put these criminals in jail. That they would that made me believe that they would use the facial recognition software. Okay, I mean, think about it. Okay, we can we can approve it. We can all be for it. They can go out and buy all the technology they want. But if you're not going to utilize it, why bother? I mean, is it again? Are you trying to fool us once again? I mean, it took Lee Zurich to find out there's 70,000 DNA samples that are sitting in a warehouse right now. How many rapists, how many murderers are still on the street right now because of that? How many crimes have been committed in real time when we would have had officers on those crime cameras reporting to cops that they could have stopped that in progress? And we're not utilizing that. So now you're telling me, let's go with facial recognition because that's necessary for the NOPD to fight crime and to be able to put these criminals in jail when you're not using two tools in the tool chest that you already have. Again, be fooled again. To me, it's another excuse by the Cantrell administration on why the mayor is failing to keep the city safe. All in, okay? for the latest crime-fighting technology. Like I talked about ShotSpotter the other day, right? Something that was supposed to be part of uh, the consent decree. They're bringing the ShotSpotter down into walls. We didn't get it. Facial recognition software, I've talked about it. But again, how does the mayor and the police chief justify not using the technology already in place to fight crime before asking for more? Before asking for more. Damn it, take care of what you got. Put the, put the NOPD officers in place to do real time, to, again, to maybe augment, help in some form or fashion that if there's a crime in progress, to dispatch the few officers that you have on the street to get there. And then it is an absolute mortal sin on the part of this police department, 
okay, in this administration and the previous administration to have 70,000 DNA samples and to be able to fool those that have been victims into believing that somehow, some way, they're doing a, an episode of CSI and they're going to be able to figure out who was involved in the crime because they've tested the DNA. What use is it to bring the DNA and go through all the dog and pony show if you're not going to test it? We had the same thing with the rape kits that was uncovered by the media with the, with the NOPD. Again, this is, a, this is a constant thing with them. You can't on one hand ask for help but not use the help that you've already been given. So yes, I'd like to see the facial recognition software uh, in, in place to be able to help the NOPD. But my gosh, utilize the crime camera systems like you should in real time. Why don't you start to take the, whatever you got to do to be able to get the DNA samples uh, you know, recorded, tested, and, and be able to utilize that to get these criminals off the street, you do it. The level of frustration what's going on in New Orleans at an all-time high, it's just inept, just absolutely inept. I do want to say this as we shift gears for a moment. I did a, 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 a full segment yesterday on energy and, and talking about the, the bills that people are getting right now. Look, it's sticker shock for everybody, right? Okay, and look, Scott and I talked about it on the show yesterday. It's just, it's tough. You know, it's tough making ends meet. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, we went from a situation where, you know, people are living fairly comfortably for the most part. Um, sure, everybody's paycheck, a lot of people paycheck to paycheck, you know. I mean, you know, what's the old saying again that we're, we're three pay, uh, most people are three pay, paychecks away from, 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 from needing public assistance? Well, I'm, I don't doubt that at all. But the one thing you want is to be able to pay for service you're getting. Okay, that's all at the end of the day. You know, you, you know, when you go to a restaurant, you, you, you want to pay for a good meal and quality service. Uh, even if you're going to get, you know, your oil changed, your tires done, well, I don't care what it is. You want, you want quality service. Well, there, uh, there seems to be an issue with, with again, with, with going on with energy. I had no less than a dozen people email me yesterday after the show. Had several people on my social media platforms tell me they were not home during the month of June. They were not home during the month of May. And yet they got bills in the hundreds. In the hundreds. Not being home. Now, look, I don't know if those individuals had their air conditioning on while they were gone or not. Okay, maybe they did. Maybe they did. Had one guy uh, 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 sell me something on social media saying he stayed by his dad's all but six days, came back, $200 bill. They had a, they had a woman on last night on Fox 8 where, again, her meter was cut. Her smart meter was cut. You can see where the wires were cut. It was no one connected. And since I know, she hasn't had any power going to her home. She's living in a trailer. And she had a $2,200 bill. It leads me to think, there's got to be an issue here, okay? When a dozen people tell me that we were on vacation, we weren't home, and our bills was in the hundreds. You know, we were all told that we had to get this smart meter system, right? And I'm not an expert. It's just conjecture on my part. Got to be something to go to deal with this, do with this energy smart meter system. So many people reached out via email and social media that it tells me that, again, that that there's got to be some kind of disconnect there. Maybe there's a minimum uh, that, they, that they would charge you. Maybe they're charging you off last month's bill. I'm not sure what they're doing. But th that was supposed to be real-time, what what, how much electricity you were using. I use the app all the time uh, to see where we are. And I mentioned it yesterday. You know, you can see $7 a day, $8 a day, $9 a day, but you don't see, the again, the fuel adjustment charge, and you don't see the storm restoration charges on there. So those are tacked in at the end of the day. So you get fooled a little bit into believing, okay, Bill's not going to be that high this month. But yet you find out it is. So to me, if 
somebody's not home, if somebody is, again, rarely home, if they're not running their air conditioner, maybe just running their, 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 uh, their refrigerator, should you have a $200 bill? I would think not. So my guess is that when you look at this, where there's smoke, there's fire. It's a small sample size. It's about a dozen people that reached out to me yesterday via email, also, again, via social, uh, and also via social media. But maybe it's a smart meter problem, okay? No matter what, energy has some explaining to do. How can you be charging a lady who has had her smart meter cut and she's got a $2,200 bill? How are you charging individuals who are telling me that they've been on vacation for a month, okay, they come home to a $200-plus bill and they haven't used any electricity? Something's up there. And the problem is each one of these individuals that said they went to, went to try to work it out with energy, and again, it was almost like energy was, you know, like they were doing, like they did something wrong, okay? They're contesting this. Energy has to remember that, again, they are the utility company for the, for the state of the They're the utility company for the people when whatever part of the state they're in, whether it be energy Louisiana, energy New Orleans. And customer service should be job one. Somewhere along the line, I think they forgot that. So hopefully, if this is something that is happening, and I, I told you, a small sample size, a dozen emails, maybe half a dozen people on social media. If it's happening to them, how many other people is it happening to across our city and, and those that have those smart meters? Something that, again, that, like I said before, there's smoke, there's fire. Also, I do want to say one more thing. Congratulations to... Uh, Public Service Commissioner Foster Campbell, who had run for governor for a while, right? Uh, he's always been a guy that has been uh, for the people when it comes to utilities. He's the one public service commissioner that voted against the hurricane storm restoration fees. The one and only. And that needs to be remembered. It really does. Because I said this yesterday. There's been generations of those that have regulated utilities, whether it's in New Orleans or across the state, that seem to be more looking out for the utility than for the people and the ratepayers, And that's one of the reasons why we're in this trick bag today. Hopefully that's going to change with the next election cycle. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. And here we go, right? I'm going to talk about generators. When it comes to generators, uh, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt. First of all, they make it easy. Uh, permits, inspections, uh, planning, they do it all. Everything, okay? So multiple inspections here in Jefferson Parish. I'm not sure how many in Orleans. Uh, they're there for each one of the inspections. You don't have to be there. Uh, they also, again, will con- consult with you on where the, 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 the um, uh, generator needs to be, but they're going to tell you. <laughs> if you're trying to put it in a place where, where it's not code, they're not going to let you do it. They're going to tell you, this is where it's got to be. It's where it's got to be. Because that's what the inspector's going to say. So they take care of all that for you. They make it so easy that maybe the hardest part for you is going to have to be selecting that generator. Because there are so many different generators uh, that, that, again, that, uh, that, you, that you have to choose from. So Jason Burkhart will come in, sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator. And then they'll put you on the calendar for a single-day install. They have generators in stock at their warehouse in, uh, in Mandeville now. So they're installing those generators every single day. Uh, financing available generators, you can pay that over time. And then a new install quality check of the one month when they come out and make sure that you are feeling comfortable in operating the system. 
365 emergency service. It's Burkhart. When it comes to generator sales and service, that's their business. acpromise.com. acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family Restaurants. Get out there and enjoy a fantastic meal, cocktail. Maybe just hang out for a while. I'm telling you, just a, just a fun place to be, each and every one of those restaurants. Oceana Grill, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Mambo's and the Hideout Bar, all are open late, all are open seven days a week, all have a great menu and fantastic cocktails. It's the Oceana Family Restaurant. Get yourself some soon. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance, where you only pay for what you need. Liberty. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Days remain heavy if you're traveling along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway with delays heavy from Lafayette Street to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Also be mindful of delays if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. If you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway, look out for delays from Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Also look out for delays on 10 eastbound from Williams to Power. And delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. 10 westbound delays are solid from Bonneville to the airport. And in the meantime, look out for an accident North Claiborne at Forstall. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brander Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. 
Oceanic Grill, Bourbon at Conti and the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceanic Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceanic Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and Mambo's. That's right, Mambo's 411 Bourbon Street. Uh, the newest restaurant is part of the um, um, Oceana Restaurant Group. Uh, three floors of, I'm telling you, the most beautiful restaurant, Bourbon Street. It's hands down. They took a old, de- decrepit strip club that was nothing but problems, being constantly closed down, underage strippers, the whole deal. Uh, and they, they, again, they, they, they went into the building, totally renovated it, and made it into a beautiful restaurant. Uh, the first floor, you walk in, beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. There's a bar right there, plenty of seating, beautiful barge board, uh, again, um, uh, a setting. And, then, of course, in the back, toward the back of the restaurant, uh, you got a beautiful New Orleans uh, uh, French Quarter courtyard, uh, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Uh, you go to the second floor of the, as the elevators open up. There's a bar right there. You look to your left. There's a, uh, there's a Bourbon Street balcony right there for you to be able to enjoy cocktails. Also, uh, you can dine there as well. Take the elevator to the third floor as, as the elevator opens up and you look to your left. There's a beautiful bar there, and then it's only Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. It's amazing, okay? The sight lines are second to none. You can dine. You can eat there on the, on the third floor uh, and enjoy a great time. Perfect night out for uh, a time with friends, family, bringing in people from out of town because they've never seen the sight lines from, from, uh, from Bourbon Street like you did do at Mambo's. Or, again, just getting together with family. Maybe you're trying to close that business deal. They're open seven days a week. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. And, again, some of the best cocktails you'll taste on all of Bourbon Street. Fantastic mixologist. And then right next door is the hideout bar. Uh, in, in, in a well over 300-year-old building with a beautiful courtyard setting. There's live music every single night. There's food. There's cocktails for you. You can make it a night at the 411, uh, 411, uh, 411 Bourbon Street between Mambo's and then going right next door to the hideout bar. Uh, again, lunch and dinner seven days a week. Find out more at MamboNola.com. Make your new or next New Orleans Bourbon Street memory at Mambo's and the Hideout Bar, all part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, joining us in the program now, our good friend, Les East of CrestedSports.com, also Saturday Down South and an accomplished author. Uh, Les, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks, Eric. How are you? Doing great, Les. Thanks for the time, as always. Look, I always like to start off. I want to hype your book, let folks know a little bit about, again, uh, the great book that, that, that you wrote, uh, especially during this time of year when a lot of folks are traveling and, and need, need, need some good, uh, something good to read. Tell us about it, how folks can get it. 
Well, thanks, Eric. Uh, it's called Donkeys, Elephants, and Giraffes, and it's about politics and the media and sports, and uh, folks can get it online at any of the major outlets, uh, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, etc. And uh, so hopefully they'll uh, check it out. Still a few more weeks to get out to the beach and, uh, yep. and uh, do some light reading, and uh, hopefully they'll uh, find it interesting. I'm sure they will. It is an interesting book. I recommend it to everybody. Um, let's just start off with LSU. You cover them for Saturday Down South, of course, well, also covering everybody else for CrestedSports.com. Um, Brian Kelly met the media this week at, uh, at, me, at uh, SEC Media Days, and I've talked about it all week long, just so impressed by him, what he's been able to do in a short period of time in, in, in triaging the program, uh, resetting the foundation, and then just coming off as a true professional uh, when, when you when again when when he when he he is in public talking to the media etc. It, it's a far cry from what we saw over the last couple coaches. And look, you've covered LSU for a while now. Um, you know, uh, going back really to Saban days, I think he's the closest thing to Nick Saban that, that we've seen at LSU. What's your take on Brian Kelly? Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think uh, Nick is definitely the one he's closest to of, of the most recent head coaches. Uh, very professional, as you pointed out. You know, he's done this for a long time uh, at various programs, but certainly most notably Notre Dame. And there, there's not a brighter spotlight or more scrutiny uh, at any other program in the country, uh, except maybe Alabama in in recent years, thanks to Saban. But at Notre Dame, he you know had to handle himself uh, under the spotlight, and uh, even though uh, they were independent, it was not like being in the SEC competition-wise. Nonetheless, I think the uh, the responsibility and the job that he had is very similar to what he now has so this is nothing new to him he handles it very well I think has up to this point and uh, you can see why he was hired uh, from an experience from a maturity from a professionalism standpoint now now the football is yet to be determined but uh, given his track record and given his uh, the job he's done in recruiting so far I think it's pretty obvious he's up to that part of the job as well. What do you think the biggest question mark is for this year's version of the Tigers? Well, I think number one is probably the offensive line. I think Kelly himself has said this. He feels better about it than he did when he first arrived. They they got a couple of transfers. They they got a player back that they thought they were going to lose from the program. Uh, he thinks the player development has gone pretty well through the spring and the off season. So he's more optimistic about it than he was a, a couple of months ago, and yet he's still not sure what he has there. And that's something, like, like all coaches, he thinks is really a key to the team's success. It's really something he's emphasized uh, strongly in his career. And uh, so I, I think he's used to having a top-flight offensive line he may not have that, but he might have one good enough for him to be competitive in the SEC. But just how good that line is, I think, along with consistency at the quarterback position, will be the two things that will go the farthest in determining how well this team does. Some will say if you got four quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks. I don't think that, that is the case with LSU. I think they just have to shake out who ultimately is going to lead this team. Who do you think's the odds-on favorite? 
Well, I, you know, I've said all along that, um, that that I thought Miles Brennan was probably the favorite because of his leadership, because of his maturity. And, you know, Brian Kelly went out of his way to talk him into coming back to the program. So I think he had pretty significant uh, expectations for him when he did that. I do think Jaden Daniels is kind of a uh, wild card in the mix because he's different than the other three quarterbacks and that he has the dual threat capability. I, I think it's possible that he will be sort of a change of pace quarterback with Brennan being the starter, but it's possible Daniels could win the job outright. And now Kelly doesn't like to alternate quarterbacks, but using Daniels as a change of pace with a package for a couple of possessions a game is something that's possible. So I think somehow Jaden Daniels will be in the mix, but I think the most likely thing is that Miles Brennan will be the guy who wins the job. Uh, but, you know, getting back to what you said about if you have four, to quack, four quarterbacks, you don't have one, you know, there's some truth to that if someone doesn't take the job from the other three and, and win it outright and prove that they uh, were the right choice and can hang on to it. I think yeah. there's a good chance that that'll happen here, but there's no guarantee, and we won't know that until September. Well, unless Howard really wows people, he's probably getting redshirted. And, of course, I mean, from what I understand, from the people that know the Howards, that's pretty much the plan going forward to redshirt him this year. Uh, Nussmeyer, again, is a guy that, that looks like the, the wild card here because he seems to be a combination of both Brennan and, and, and Daniels. Uh, the question is, again, do you go with the experience of those two guys who actually have started, uh, uh, you know, games in, 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 uh, in college football, a lot of games, when it, when it comes to Daniels more than, obviously, Brennan? Uh, or, do you, or do you go with a guy that seems to have a tremendous upside in Nussmeyer? Yeah, I think that uh, you're right about Walker Howard. I think the red shirt is the most likely scenario for him unless, like you said, he just wows everybody in preseason camp. But he didn't do that in the spring. So I, I think uh, the red shirt is most likely. This is really a three-guy race more than a four-guy race, I think. Uh, now, as far as Nussmeyer, now, a lot of talent there. Got some experience last year. You know, but the, the – description of him that I've heard most often that I think is most accurate is that he's sort of a gunslinger and that, you know, that can be good in some ways and it can be not so good in some ways. And I think uh, he, he needs to get better in terms of his decision-making and understand when to have that aggressive mentality and also when to recognize that uh, he shouldn't just trust his arm to be able to make an improbable play. And uh, I, well, I think once he gets to that point, he can be a very good quarterback. But I don't think that he really has the, the polish, the decision-making ability at this point to be able to beat out those other two. But, you know, we'll see what happens in camp. But I think right now he's probably a guy who's going to be waiting in the wings and, and uh, working on his decision-making. Lessies, CrustySports.com, Saturday Down South, accomplished author is with us. Les, uh, when you look at the defensive side of the ball, the, the, the defensive line looks incredibly stout. It looks like they've got some, some, some players that uh, in time could be really good on the second level. For a, a, a team that's been, been, been thought of as DBU, I think the biggest question mark is in the secondary, especially, again, with the defections. Yeah, I think that's probably true. You know, you, you mentioned the defensive line. I think last year everybody expected that to be a very talented and very deep unit. 
It didn't live up to expectations. Injuries had a lot to do with that. I think this year they have even more depth than they had last year. If they get a little bit better luck health-wise, I think that they have a chance to be dominant up front. I think they have a lot of players at linebacker, which was probably the biggest question mark going into last season on the defense. I think things are a lot more established there. But in the secondary, you know, there's a lot of potential there. But, you know, they're bringing in about five uh, guys through the transfer portal there who I think can help a great deal. They, they could have a lot of experience. You know, the two guys from Arkansas that Kelly talked about at, at media day the other day, uh, I think are certainly guys having played in this league uh, uh, have a chance to have a significant impact. But they also have some young players with some talent. But it's really a mixed bag there. They don't have anybody – uh, other than maybe Jay Ward, where you could say that they have had, they've proven themselves to be a consistent player for a significant number of games in the LSU program. And so there's a lot of adjustment there. There's a lot of roles to be sorted out. I think there's a lot of upside there, but it's certainly the most uh, fluid situation on the defense, I think. What's realistic in terms of wins and losses? Oh, I would think, uh, you know, somewhere around eight wins. I, I think maybe they could get to nine. We'll see. That Florida State game is going to be important. It looks like they'll probably be about a three- or four-point favorite in that game. And I think the expectation is that they probably should win that game. If they do, they sort of ease their way into SEC play with Mississippi State and Auburn. And so they can build up some confidence before they get into the meat of the schedule. So I, I think somewhere in the eight or nine win range is realistic. Uh, but they, they probably are one of the teams in the SEC that we can be least confident about in trying to project what they're going to do because so much yeah. has changed. Yeah, no doubt. And, again, how quickly they can acclimate themselves to the system. I mean, everything. Again, this is a total, uh, really a total makeover for, for the LSU program. And I, I think that, again, I know this patience is not a word that LSU Tiger fans have a lot of, but I think you've got to be patient because I think that in the long run, much like we saw with Nick Saban, it's going to pay off. Absolutely. And, you know, I think when you, you talk about, you know, transition, you know, both coordinators and Kelly himself have said that, you know, they, they put in the basics of what they're going to do in the spring, but they don't know who the quarterback is yet. They're still evaluating Mm -hmm. exactly what they have on the defensive side of the ball, even though they think they have a lot of good players. And so the system is still being tweaked in preparation, you know, for them starting practice, I believe on August 4th. So, you know, they don't even know exactly what the systems look like because they're still trying to get it to fit to the players that they're still evaluating. So that's, that's why September is so important. If they can win that opener and kind of uh, get a handle on things early in the season without suffering a defeat, then I think a lot of this can shake out in a positive manner as they get ready for the teeth of the SEC schedule. 100% agree. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for the time you give us on both radio and TV. Tell the folks about what you got coming up for us at CrestedCitySports.com, Saturday Down South, how folks can follow you on social media. One more time, how they can get your book. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Uh, Saturday Down South, uh, you know, I wrote off SEC Media Days on Monday. We're going to have a lot more coming up as preseason camp uh, arrives here in a couple of weeks. 
uh, Crescent City Sports. I just posted the last installment of our countdown to Saints training camp going position by position. We covered the secondary in the last round, of course, with the Saints reporting next week. Uh, we'll all have some more coverage there. I have an in-depth story on amateur baseball in uh, New Orleans during the summer coming up. Folks can look for that in the coming weeks as the boosters get ready to go after a third consecutive uh, World Series championship next month. And, uh, again, the book is Donkeys, Elephants, and Giraffes. And go online to Barnes & Noble and Amazon and check it out. Thank you, Les. Appreciate the time, bud. We'll talk talk again soon. Thanks, Eric. Les East, again, award-winning journalist joining us here on Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. When you're in the market for a new system, remember, authorize yourself some of the top brands in the industry. Ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. Again, of course, again, the uh, uh, standing behind their work and also, again, using the latest in technology and figuring out, again, how much, uh, how much AC you need for your home or your business. And then, of course, using, again, latest technology to install that for you. Treating your home and your business like theirs, it's Burkhardt Air Conditioning Heating and the service after the sale in Impeccable. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, will never gouge, never cheat you. Uh, and, of course, uh, uh, Nate Certified Technicians. It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. Get out there and enjoy a meal or a cocktail at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972, Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE-certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory & Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we 
we provide to our customers. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. If you're injured in a car crash, never settle for less than you deserve from the insurance company. And don't settle for just any law firm. Demand Dudley DeBosier. It's always our goal to get you the maximum compensation you deserve. And with our no-fee guarantee, you pay us nothing. No fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. Call now, and we'll review your case for free. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 221 all right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank Gary Smith, Fletcher Mackle, Les East for joining us for the program, Rudy for producing, all the great sponsors sponsor our program, including, again, the Oceana Family of Restaurants uh, for supporting the show. Uh, please get out there and support those sponsors. Thanks to the sponsors. Thanks to you for supporting other sponsors. Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour is next with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. Keep it right here on 106.1 FM. Sean Bazan joins me on the award-winning Inside the Wall Sports at 6 o'clock on WLA-TV. Enjoy your evening. My name is Eric Asher from the Dog Cat to the Cubner. That includes the mayor. They all got to go. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios.